Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yep, it's DJ Damage. Let's get the show started. Listen, if you're listening to the show, please make sure that you download us everywhere. <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, and make sure you're watching this beautifully crafted show on YouTube. Yay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen, it has been a crazy week. Before we even get into this, I have to tell you about the depression I suffered in New York City. Mm-hmm. I flew to New York for a day. Damn. One day. Mm-hmm. I, just to, I was supposed to go mm-hmm. to London, as you know. Mm-hmm. I canceled my trip to London to go to New York to watch Anthony Joshua. Oh, man. Pummel. <laughs> This fat Latino guy no, named he, Andy Ruiz. He Ruiz. didn't pummel him. He got pummeled. I went there oh. to see him pummel him. <laughs> That's what I went there for. Right. First of all, for those of you that are saying, who the fuck is Anthony Joshua? One of the most beautiful black men you're ever going to see. Oh That's really why you want. Why you no, win. no, because I'm going to tell you why I like Anthony Joshua. Besides mm. the fact that he's six foot six, 200 and something pounds of pure muscle and beauty. He is easy on the eyes. He is a nice person. Yes. He's very nice. He he's, showed that. He's very nice. He's very positive. Gracious. And, yeah, very gracious. And he he's the heavyweight champion of the world. Well, not anymore. <sighs> Past so, tense. Shout out to Umar Kamani from Pretty Little Thing who gave me a ringside seat. Mm. I have to tell you, have you been to a have you been to a boxing match of one of our friends? Have you been to any boxing matches of people we know? No. Okay. You've been to basketball games. Yes. You've seen your people you know playing basketball, and they, they lose, and they lose, but uncomfortable you, afterwards. A little bit. Just a little bit. It's a basketball game. You're throwing a ball in a fucking hole. It either makes it or doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. But when your friend is in there fighting for their title <laughs> and they're beating the shit out of each other, and one fast hit could knock them out hurt them and ruin them and damage their brand mm-hmm. not you damaged but their brand mm-hmm. <laughs> it's intense yeah the intensity is on it it's a it's a feeling that no it's a feeling that you do not want to have yeah yeah yeah. I had and that the other night. A lot of people did not think that it was going to go that way because, I mean, there's an obvious difference between their physiques, you know. Fat guys, we have a chance. <laughs> hey, look, that boy might be fat, but as soon as he stepped in that ring and I seen him start moving, I said, that's not a fat boy. That's something else. Yeah. He has something else. Yeah. He I was moving. had a sense of depression really? because we had planned the, I mean, we were like, we going out to party afterwards. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back to the hotel, congratulate him. Mm-hmm. You know, we this, I mean, the champ, this is Anthony Joshua. This is the guy who beat Klitschko. This is the heavyweight boxing champ mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. And he lost. Yeah. yeah. It was really sad. And yeah. um, huge upset. But a lot of people always say as a critique to Anthony Joshua, he's not tough enough. They say that. But he's won every fight he's never lost until that day. But they say end. he doesn't take the fights where it would show if he's tough enough. Like mm. Ruiz, Ortiz, like, you know, uh, Deontay Wilder. That's the critique. And then you go in there with uh, Ruiz. and you but, know, they, but they say the same about Floyd Mayweather. They say the same about everybody. And, he, and then they get in the ring and win. This happened to not go that way. <laughs> and it was definitely the most shocking thing. First of all, let me just talk about the fight in general. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the two girls fight? The two no, women, the no, two women. Sorry, women. Let me be very clear. Two women fight. Mm-hmm. Those girls were beating the entire shit out of each other, and the girl from the the woman from Belgium, mm-hmm. um, I I think her name was Delphine. She lost, but she should have won. She was robbed. Mm-hmm. The fight before that, the black guy fighting the other guy, 
he, the black guy should have won. He lost. They even said it was a draw. Um, there was a lot of fuckery going on that night, so mm. we were already over it. Mm -hmm. And then the third fight, the guy from Cameroon came in with all the bunny rabbit clothes on. He got his ass whooped and knocked in the first round. <laughs> so do you think out. that this was like? Do you think that this this was like a disputable decision? You know, in terms with of Joshua, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying there's a lot of fuckery with the decisions. I'm yeah. just saying they of the other fight. They didn't sage that place before this fight. <laughs> and I don't know what spirit was in that motherfucker. But when Anthony Joshua mm -hmm. was knocked down, mm. everybody in the building was looking at each other like, what the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. And then he was winded in the second round. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we're he's trying to catch his breath and he, his feet were wobbly. Mm. That was like not a good sign. Yeah. No, he and, was trying to he was really trying to make it through that round. Yeah, no, and he that, was really trying to survive the round. He kept, you know, clinching him and everything. But yeah. oh, that tag behind the ear just like. Yeah, it was Tweety the thing. Birds. was it was the hits before, mm -hmm. and he was just like trying to just stay up. He's actually a pretty strong dude because I don't know if I could get hit like that and stay on my feet that long. Mm -hmm. I have said to people, and I've said to him, I will not go to another fight mm -hmm. because when when Floyd gets in the ring, you know he's gonna win. I mean, I don't know. You just and assume he, he's gonna win, and he also doesn't get hit. No, my Donna too. He got hit third round at the end of her third round, and he stumbled to the corner. I was like, the after party's going to be fucked up because he's never <laughs> lost. Mm -hmm. So if, if you lose, then how do you, what do you say? Because from what I heard, I see, I mean, seen Anthony's camp after he lost. I went over to them and they said, listen, he doesn't like anybody feeling sorry for him. He's going to be fine. So yes. I, I, I messaged him that night on WhatsApp and he didn't respond. The next day I landed in L.A. and I called him. He answered. He was in good spirits. Mm -hmm. I think he made like 20, 30 million. I don't know. So, I mean, that's yeah. he won, still yeah. won. But he was just like, you know, um, I need to focus better. You know, there was a lot of things I could have done different. I think one of the biggest changes is, one, this was his first fight in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Two, he was training in Miami, which Miami is not a place to train because there's too many women out there and there's too much distraction. Mm -hmm. So um, he told me that he's going to have a rematch, rematch in November, and mm -hmm. I hope he wins. I love the showmanship. To lose like that, never lost before, Really congratulating Ruiz because that's the first ever Mexican uh, heavyweight champion ever. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Ever. Mm -hmm. It's oh, never happened before. Uh, best believe when you came out, when we came out of Madison Square Garden, <laughs> I don't know where they found all these Mexico flags, <laughs> but then Mexicans was all over Madison Square Garden with the flag talking about Viva Mexico. I was like, nigga, get you. you. Get your ass away from me. And, and it's, I feel like it's a better story when you do lose and come back for that mm -hmm. rematch and win. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was really like, if I was Anthony Joshua, I wouldn't be trying to hug the guy. And he was like, no, you know what? Don't even interview me. Talk to him. This is his moment. That shows there was a lot. A lot There's of a lot grace. of showmanship. And he posted on his Instagram, tonight is yours. Congratulations, champ. That's that's amazing. That's grown up shit. But yeah. he better come back and whoop his motherfucking I ass. I feel like he is. I would be actually scared to be Ruiz for the, the rematch. Now, that. speaking of hugging, there were pictures of him hugging Drake at that surface, and there was the little comment, <laughs> the, caption that, the caption that said, I'm going to break the Drake curse. Oh, I called him. <laughs> when, when I called him, I said, nigga, let's blame it on Drake. He fell out laughing. He thought it was funny. Mm. The Drake curse. Is it real? It, yeah. At this point, with the Anthony Joshua, that was like, what, second, third round? Which round was that? Second round, he was already wobbling. Bruh. He wore, because you know I'm a Sixers fan, he wore a Sixers jersey our last game, and guess who lost? Who? The Sixers. 
<laughs> he wore so, our jersey, and he's a Toronto Raptors fan. But do you think Drake is having fun? With, by the way, I sent Serge Ibaka the clip for the show that you guys were talking about. He's 27. He said to let you know he's about to be 30, and he ain't no little boy. Ooh. So, <laughs> shout out to you, Serge. We know you're all man. All right, so um, do you think the Drake curse is real, Melissa? Yeah. Uh, You're from the six. Yeah, no, I am. Um, listen, I can't say that it's real because he is a rabid Raptors fan. And this is the first time that the Toronto Raptors have gone to the finals. And we're we're doing OK. But I mean, every time he hugs somebody, they die or something. <laughs> they don't die. Damn. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Well, I let's mean, go to what? You want to go down the list? Please go the, down the, the list. Losses? Please. OK, so the Drake curse is associated um, because of many teams losing, including the Kentucky College basketball program, except they haven't won a title since. And three years later, they lost a decider against Wisconsin in which Drake bet over $4,500 on it. That doesn't sound right. It's, it's probably 45000 But anyways, I digress. Um, the Toronto Raptors, uh, they made him their global ambassador mm -hmm. back in 2013, only to soon gain a reputation for choking in big matches. Big matches. <laughs> well, you this know what? Guess yet. what? Okay, this is our year, motherfuckers. Okay, know. shout out to but the But aren't they winning now because he's wearing the jersey of the opposing team? Yeah, I told you. He just <laughs> <laughs> he beat our Sixers wearing a Sixers jersey. And didn't he just like Aisha Curry's photo and then post a photo of him wearing Steph's jersey? Okay, mm. well. Who's jersey? Ain't that a mess? Drake is. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, Drake. You being a you being a messy queen. Drake, here's the deal. You and I, I'm I'm learning by your behavior that we could actually be bosom buddies. Bosom buddies. <laughs> we are both very similar. I am fucking petty. You are being petty. Okay. Well, Miami uh, is another team. Miami losing four to one to San Antonio Spurs in the NBA Finals. Um, Serena Williams suffered a shocking U.S. Open semifinal <laughs> that was crazy. defeat to Roberta Vinci. Yes. Um, quarterback Johnny uh, Manziel uh, dropped he, out of NFL. And got on drugs and lost his whole career. <laughs> John Man Johnny Manziel has been on, on a drugs. Crack binge. I'm going to say allegedly, so I don't get sued, but I know who you know. And if you sue me, I'm going to put all your business out there. Damn. But, you, but you're fucking around with that stuff. And now you have no career. And who are you? What are you even doing at this point? Yeah. Well, so, okay. So there's there's been quite a few teams and, and athletes. At, uh, oh, the list goes on. Okay. Uh, Manchester City's Champions League. Oh, soccer. Uh, yeah. He's a global curse. Yo, he's fucking up soccer. <laughs> and boxing. Yeah. Um, hopes as Sergio uh, Aguero. I don't know who these people Forgive are. me for that. Uh, if I spelled, if I said it wrong. Missed a penalty against Tottenham. Paris Saint Germain then <laughs> suffered their heaviest league defeat in 19 years by losing five to one. To Drake, here, listen. Here's what's up. Just when you make a bet, just keep it quiet. Just don't say anything. Can I just tell err you? on the side of caution. Can I tell you all something that has nothing to do with Drake? But I just thought about it, and it's so amazing. Sure. Okay, damage. You don't want to hear this, so I apologize oh in advance. My God. Trey Songs has the most beautiful penis that I've seen what? in a long time. Listen, what the fuck, Jason? What, how did you just suddenly start talking I about Trey Songs? I was dick? out and about last night getting a manicure. <laughs> I did notice. No, I was getting a manicure and a pedicure because my feet look like Sojourner True. You could have called me because I look like I kick bricks for a living. Was Sojourner True a slave? Listen, okay. No, because my feet looked definitely like they were. Stop it right now. Take the shackles off my feet and I can. You were at the Manny Petty spot. Anyway, I was at the Manny. And what Trey songs walked in naked? No, 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 no. And Trey, I know you're gonna be mad at me, but unless you're gonna call with some dick on the phone, do not call me. That's okay. So 
I was getting Manny and Petty, mm-hmm. and I got out and I said, I am hungry. My spirit is hungry. My stomach is hungry. I need to go eat dinner. So me and my friend went to dinner. I cannot say who was at dinner, but I walked in a restaurant and realized that there were some very beautiful women who I recognized. And so I said, hey, how are you? We sat next to them. We started sparking up a conversation, and one of the women was so lit and so fun. I was. We were talking, and we started talking about celebrities and men they just slept with and this and that, whatever. And so she was like, yeah, I fucked Trey Songz. I'm like, no, you did not. She was like, yeah, I did. I was like, swear to God. She was like, mm-hmm. I was like, how was that? She was like, let me show you. I was like, what? And so she put up her phone, and she had a video. Of them fucking? Of her sucking his dick. So and ladies, I'm telling you. She was lit, lit. Ladies, I'm telling you right now, I don't give a fuck if you send this to Trey because Trey and I have an agreement. He don't give a fuck about the media and I ain't trying to hear shit he trying mm-mm, to say. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Trey Songs has an undeniably large penis. How did we get here from Drake? I don't know. It's a How curse. Did we get here? It's a curse. It's a curse. It's a fucking curse. That dick is a curse. I'm going to tell you, I know that dick is ruined lives. I know it's ruined lives. There's bitches out there right now listening saying, yep, he fucked my cervix up or whatever. But Trey, shout out to Kara Cologne who has a baby, by the way. What? He has a baby. Oh, so we figured out who the baby mom is? Yeah. Is Dave, did you not watch me on the Wendy Williams show? Uh, yeah. Kara Cologne. It's Drake. It's Drake. <laughs> Sorry, Drake. You didn't curse this. It's Davies. S- baby mama, sister. I thought it was still speculation at that time. Side note, Dave E, stop going outside in your underwear if we don't see no dick print. Because I'm telling you right now, you disappointed my staff, you disappointed disappointed <laughs> social media, and at this point, Ethica, that was unethicus. <laughs> you are on one right now. I can't. That was unethicus. Okay, so, yeah. I don't like no unethicus. Moving right but Dave along. Dave you so goddamn fine. I'm going to give you a second chance, but pump that shit up next time. We're going to... Don't do it. it All right. So on another note, uh, to a subject a little bit more serious. I love being back on the fucking show. (laughs) And you know what? I don't care if you say I'm messy. You, you, you sons of bitches would never get to see the dicks I talk about. So I'm trying to help you out. Stop talking about dicks right now. No more dick talk. Dickunlock.com. Somebody said in my um, in my DMs talking about like I I mentioned convict dick on the last show, and I was just like. What was the context? I don't know. Trey's dick looks like. Oh, oh my no. God. We're going to get off this nope. subject because we're losing our male not listeners. Today. Okay? We're gonna, no, not sorry, today. We're going to. Sorry, guys. We have a large gay following. They're like, go, girl. Tell, <laughs> sis, tell us, sis. Sis, what it look like. Oh, they all. And, and this guy's in the background saying, bitch, turn that shit off. I don't want to hear nothing about no dicks. You're going to come back can, can when we, she ain't around. Can we? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Okay, thank you. All right, so um, (laughs) all of us agreed that we were going to watch um, in order to discuss it today. Hey, sorry. I want us to move on so bad. No, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. I'm just saying like... You want to talk about Trey's dick a little bit more? No, 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 no. I'm just going to say is she gave really good head because it's... it's, 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 What does that mean? It's not frequent that I see a woman that loves to do it the way that she loved to do it. In that video. You. <laughs> I wanted to get that video out of her phone so bad. I swear to God. All right. So my, my, my sense of competition is like just being. Oh, she was. Um, hmm. I came and say who she is because then people will start to piece it together. Because I know how you messy people are. You listen to my show. You start sending people links. Trey's going to call. People's going to call. Well, Trey, listen, don't call me. Because if you had a small penis, then you should call me. Because I would tell. Last time I said somebody on the show. I didn't even say the person had a small penis. You remember yeah. when we got death threats? 
I I didn't. Well, I did. Wait, did I? <laughs> no, I didn't. I okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Because we just can't really transition from this into that. Let's talk about something else. You know, I love dogs. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about Hove. Thank you. But let's switch the order up because she threw a dick in here. Or I threw a dick in here. I don't know. You threw all the dicks in there. Okay. So uh, <laughs> congratulations to Hove. He is the first hip hop billionaire. I, I actually thought that um, Dr. Don't, Dre had hit that. He Dr. Dre got 800 million. Okay. All right. Well. He only got 800. He's a fucking popper. Yeah. <laughs> Broke <laughs> ass nigga. <laughs> in, com- in, com- in comparison. Dre just, just missed it. Yeah. Well, um, Jay-Z is officially a billionaire. Um, legendary rapper and businessman Jay-Z is now officially a billionaire, the first hip-hop artist to become one, according to Forbes. Talk about um, it. Forbes first shared the exciting news and also broke down how the 49-year-old reached this huge accomplishment. Uh, to, t- to calculate his net worth, we looked at the artist's stakes in companies like Armand. Armand de, I can't pronounce that. It's the champagne company, Armand de Brignac. Yeah, Ace of Spades, okay. basically. Applying um, our customary discount to private firms and then added up his in- income, subtracting a healthy amount to account for a superstar lifestyle. We checked our numbers with a roster of outside experts to ensure these estimates were fair and conservative. Turns out Jay Z really is a business. Talk man. about it. Um, Uber. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, well, that was with Beyonce. I mean, let. God, they're geniuses. No, he's, he's an investor in Uber, too. Is he? Wow. Yes. Big money. And they also said on the low, he has he owns a lot of Chipotles. They say he owns like over a thousand Chipotles. That's not even in the list here. That isn't. That isn't. I mean, look at Rock Nation is like kind of low on the list in terms of the money that it generates. And they manage Rihanna. In terms of the list. And they manage Rihanna, who was just named the richest woman in music at $600 million. Yeah. That's why she don't have no album out. She's making money dressing up and putting on her makeup. She's the first. She's the first woman like the LVMH. They don't just hand out like, you know, luxury labels. You know what I'm saying? Or the opportunity to create one under that house. Rihanna, we should be friends by now. Call me so I can describe Trey's dick to you. Okay. Are you are you shitting what? me? She could know. She could find out what that shit's about, and she don't give a shit. Bitch, call me. I'm gonna tell you first. She's hand. talking about Sa- <laughs> she's got Saudi billionaires on her roster. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but that 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 that's Sandy. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> hey, listen. Never heard. Um, what is going on in here, yo? Okay. Well. <laughs> oh, I love being back on the radio. I'm gonna mute you for about 2.5 seconds. Damage. If you were the power and the wealth of a billionaire, mm-hmm. what would you use your influence for? Because I think I know you'll be responsible. I'd buy Trey's dick. You <laughs> simmer yeah, down for no, I'm just 60 seconds. Uh, I honestly use yeah. my money for orphans, mm. people without parents, mm-hmm. uh, boarding schools. I went to a boarding school, stuff like that. Okay. I can't even have a serious conversation. I know, I know, because there's dicks in the air. And- <laughs> <laughs> you get a dick, you get a dick, you get a dick. We seriously no, okay, it. let me stop. I'm just, I, the visuals in my head, it was so much spit, it was a lot of mess, okay? Did what? you say spit? Yeah, so this is, what, this is what I would say. If I had a billion dollars, first of all, if I had a billion dollars and my wife was Beyonce... So that's almost two billion. Did you just right? hit yourself in the mouth of the mic. The <laughs> fuck you doing? Put that cup in the mic. Sorry, okay. I needed some tea today. One girl, two. But cups. together, they got to be mm-hmm. worth almost two billion, right? Yeah, Am I just saying Beyonce's shit? up there. She, you know. But again, you, you're you're a billionaire, and your wife is Beyonce. Like you have three children by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. What else do you do? Keep making billions. I mean, after you make a billion dollars, like do you just keep making billions? Yeah. 
Run, run Kids for, ain't never. Blue Ivy's gonna walk in the first grade like all you hoes bow down. Run the, for president. But maybe? the thing is, with the billionaires, there's so many billionaires. So it's mm-hmm. like he still got shit he want to reach. If Jay Z went from the trap house to the White House, that would be an American story. I mean, yeah, it's possible. You see, I mean, Trump did it. Well, God bless him. Well, let me just say, That's fuck funny. you, Sephora, SZA. I ran into her at the nail shop, not this last time before mm-hmm. Trey's dick was in my face. Oh my God. But um, SZA has the most beautiful skin, mm-hmm. the most beautiful eyebrows, mm-hmm. the most beautiful lips. Mm-hmm. She's a beautiful black woman. Mm-hmm. And she was also apparently uh, accused of, what was she accused of? Well, they basically racial, racially profiled her in mm-hmm. the store and they started following her around with that, that always insinuates that, you know, we think you're here to steal. It's just like, uh, she's fucking SZA. So basically what happens, uh, Sephora is closing its stores on June 5th for diversity training after um, an incident involving SZA. She, Sephora is not pleased with one of their workers after singer SZA publicly shared that she was followed while shopping at one of their store locations in California. Um, she says that she was shopping for Fenty Beauty products at a Calabasas store on April 30th when an employee who she nicknamed Sandy Sephora, called security to make sure she wasn't stealing. That's fucked up. Um, SZA was later gifted a Fenty product by Rihanna herself, but the beauty company followed up with an apology shortly after, saying that SZA is part of the Sephora family and we are committed to ensuring every member of our community feels welcome and included in our stores. Okay, so here's basically the translation of what happened. Rihanna called up fucking Sephora and said, if you want to keep Fenty Beauty in Did your... Did she call st- Sephora? I'm, I'm, I'm translating what Ball this basically up. said. Okay. She basically said, correct this motherfucking shit or Fenty Beauty is being removed from all Sephora. Rihanna could literally set up Fenty Beauty stores wherever yeah. she wants. Sure. She, doesn't, she can send it up on her website. She could do whatever she wants. But Sephora is... Fenty Beauty is one of those brands that Sephora needs they mm-hmm. can't say to rihanna we don't need your motherfucking shit no yeah you do so i'm pretty sure that that's exactly what happened since rihanna i, I just like her steez i like how slick she was with that but i can guarantee that that's exactly what happened because sephora would not be doing something no, like this they wouldn't be making big. such a big public play of you know oh we're going to train our our, our workers in sensitivity and, and, listen, and racial following, diversity following the starbucks model of shutting down your stores and treating people not to disrespect black people or just to assume that people of color are thieves that's bullshit because that What's doesn't, hiring that doesn't is like yeah that doesn't stop people from being racist you train me don't this is how you don't get caught doing the racist shit you <laughs> yeah. stupid bitch yeah is yeah. it easy to steal from sephora is that like a thing I don't, I don't know. I've, I, I won't you, even steal a grape out of a fucking but supermarket. But why do you so assume I don't know. that black people are still? I will tell you, I did have a bad Sephora incident once. It mm-hmm. had nothing to do with them. It was all me. Ty Hunter, who happens to be Beyonce's former stylist, mm-hmm. he has perfect skin. If you ever see Ty's is skin, beautiful. is flawless. Mm-hmm. Well, this bitch taught me about tinted moisturizer. Mm. So I call myself going down to Sephora on my own to buy. <laughs> Tinted moisturizer. <laughs> you so could have just called me, you know? No. Well, I could have. Oh well, listen what I did. Mm-hmm. I bought the tinted moisturizer and a brush and a sponge, mm-hmm. and I put my tinted moisturizer on all by myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't put it on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is the tint was too light, so when I took a picture, yeah. I looked like a goddamn ghost. Yeah. I looked <laughs> casket ready. Mm-hmm. So I just threw all the tinted moisturizer. I said, you know, I have good skin. I don't know how to do this. So I'm not going to fuck around because I don't want to be looking like I'm wearing makeup. Well, 
Listen, okay, we'll go get you some more tinted moisturizer. It might not have been the right one for your complexion, and I'll show you how to apply it. It's really, really easy. And a lot of them come with SPF, which is necessary. SPF. What's that? It just protects you from the sun's rays, you know, mm. all that shit. Mm. Anyways. Uh, I've so- never been followed in the store, so that's crazy that they was following, like, scissor around. You'd think they'd follow me around. Yeah, but they probably didn't even know it was scissor. You don't even have to. I mean... I'm, I'm just saying, like, who's going in Calabasas to the Sephora to still? Like, I would think everybody in that area can, like, buy um, some. No, people still in that area. You remember, uh, what's the little nigga name? Justin Bieber was living there throwing eggs at people's houses. There's people out there doing but dumb that's shit. That's fun. No, Stealing from Sephora? No, it's, it's illegal. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, you know, that's okay. Well, R. Kelly, is, R. Kelly is locked up. Robert? Is he locked up yet? Yeah. What's going on with R. Kelly? R. Kelly, he has been indicted with 11 more sexual assault and abuse charges. These af- these officials are not going to rest until they get this motherfucker He's got under the jail. Um, he was indicted with 11 additional counts of sexual assault and abuse charges related to one alleged victim. He faces four counts of aggravated criminal sexual assault, two counts of criminal sexual assault, and Nasty. five counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse, according to the court documents. Uh, the new charges were filed by a Cook County grand jury and involve a woman who was under the age of 18 at the time of the alleged abuse. The indictment accuses Kelly of ejaculating onto the victim's body and committing acts of sexual penetration by the use of threat or force. Really? Well, if it was in Chicago and she was 17 years old, it's legal. Yeah. That's what the law says. But, you know, I was at Wild Out and I was backstage in hair and makeup and R. Kelly came on the playlist and everybody just quietly looked at one another like, are Should we be? allowed to enjoy this? Because yeah. he's, he's an amazing singer. Yeah. Do you think people have now been able to separate Robert mm. from the singer? I can't. You still can't. No, after reading this shit, I can't read no, this. No, can you separate the two? I can't. Especially okay. like when you read stuff like this and then he comes on. It's like you feel like a sicko. Melissa, can you? No, not really. No, I but here's the thing is like when you hear uh ain't nothing wrong with listen, a little bump and grind. Listen, listen, I I think he's a musical genius. I do. It and with genius is. breeds eccentricity. And it's been so long, the stories have you know plagued him and followed him for so long. When you're real life gets bigger than your, the genius that you are in your music and your art form, I lose interest. My my boycotting is very silent. I don't need to tell everybody who I hate, who I don't like, whose music I stop listening True. to because I think they're a fucking idiot or whatever the case is. My boycotts are private, you know? So he's just one person whose music I've lost. If it comes on, I can appreciate it, but I'm not, uh, he ain't so on my if playlist. He's, if he's found not guilty, will you be able to enjoy it? Listen, I'm I've moved on. I'm list, I'm obsessed with like Xavier Omar. You know what I'm saying? What about and, Charlie and, Puth and and Khalid. Do you and, like Charlie Puth? Yeah, no, I love Charlie Puth. But uh, you know, I, we we have we all have our favorites, and like these are I love Snow Allegra. Yeah. These are my favorite artists right now. So the I'm not yeah, really. Yeah. I don't feel like I need to listen to Robert. You Especially because his sex songs too. It's not it's, like exactly, he making like it's sex songs, and it's like ew. Like yeah. it just take but, me but, in the but, room but, like I was there. But like, why is he the only one charged? Well, more people like need to, to go to jail. But more people. Who is the mothers in the kitchen cooking? K. Michelle. <laughs> but how do we know they're not being charged? Because they don't. They're not gonna make headlines. R. Kelly's the headline. No, nah, they make headlines. Mm-hmm. They need to lock everybody up: assistants, drivers, hotel staff, security, yeah. every motherfucker that saw them little girls going there. And you know what's so sad is that nobody was there to protect those kids. Mm-hmm. Like it was permissible to everybody. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Well, I mean, that's just that is like the, when a business is huge and a person is a huge business, Power. and they f- no, it's enabling. It's enabling. 
You know, that person does not hear the word no. They don't want to hear no. You're not being paid to tell me motherfucking no. So don't, you know, be the morality police on my lifestyle, even though what it appears is that he's committing crimes. Mothers, you are the strongest people out there. If you know your kids are being put in harm's way, do everything you can. I post, we posted a story on Hollywood Unlocked yesterday to this woman in Chicago who mm-hmm. was standing outside a car. Did you see that? She was standing outside a car with, I think, her baby daddy and another guy, and a, and a car pulled up, oh, yeah. shot her. She ended up stumbling to the side and laying on top of her daughter. She died. What? The, the woman died. I woke up this morning from texts from people saying, how dare you put that on Hollywood Unlocked? Listen, we report the news. We live in a fucked up world. I want you to see it. It's going to be in your face, because I really feel like the only time people change is when you are forced to look at inhumanity. Like When, when you see something that's inhumane, and you look at like the lack of respect for human life it mm-hmm. does make you question i think it makes you question the world you live in i think it makes you think about being safer it, you know it absolutely does i mean that's another story that we were going to talk about is uh malia davis in the another disgusting headline it's a, it's a horrible headline and so uh basically you know if, if you haven't if you're not familiar with this there um malia davis was a four-year-old who um went missing um, and beautiful her, little girl. Beautiful little girl, four years old. Her stepfather um, originally said that he was hit over the head during a carjacking, and then when he woke up, she was gone, and she'd been, you know, taken or whatever the case is. But then his story started to kind of fall apart. He was giving different versions to different people, and the um, mother started posting things on social media. Saying that she thought he had something to do with it, and posting old photos of the girl being beaten by the guy, but mm. you were you stay with him. No, not only did you stay with him, you left him with you left her yeah, with him. And that's what I was gonna ask. How did he get along with the baby? Lock her up too. Yeah. So, anyways, um, it's her remains have been found. They were oh. found in a ditch along, uh, I believe, an Oklahoma highway. Um, and he confessed to killing her. And he's, he and said he's, it was an accident, but yeah. he confessed to where the body was. Yeah, and he's confessed. And she was found in the si- on the side of a road in a ditch in a garbage bag. This what? beautiful four year old girl. It's, it's disturbing. When was it an accident when he put her in a trash bag and then threw her in a ditch? No, my, it happened in the house. But I'm just saying, my, my, if it was an accident, mm-hmm. you put her in a trash well, bag. Well, we know it wasn't an accident. Yeah. Here's Thank my you. question. Most people say they don't believe in the death penalty because we'll get into uh, when they see us in a second and mm-hmm. we'll talk about people who are wrongfully convicted and mm-hmm. how some people, um, unfortunately, are in there in prison innocently and end up dying uh, mm-hmm. by way of the death penalty. But I, I'm sorry. I believe there are some circumstances where you need to be lined against the wall and shot the fuck up. And I guess this and is, this one, is of one of them. Like, yeah. You know, I never, you know, I, I will say that one of the things that I really, I was thinking about a lot about, like, what am I here for? Like, what are we here on earth for? Hollywood Unlocked and everything I do, while and out, all this is all my passion, mm-hmm. but it is not my purpose. Mm-hmm. I've always said my purpose is going to come by way of me building the platform big enough to have my passion meet my purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's manifesting, right? Mm-hmm. But I think of, like, how many times I really want to help kids, but then I also know, like, the fuckery with the internet and you know, all the stuff that's happening right now. I'm really afraid to help kids because I'm afraid to fuck with anybody, honestly. Mm-hmm. Adults, kids, I don't fuck with nobody mm-hmm. because I feel like that's really the only way to protect your your good name out here these days. But then these type of stories come up and you wonder, you're just like, okay, what would drive a person to be so mad that you would kill a little four-year-old girl, cut her up and put her in a bag and throw her on the side of the street? I don't. I couldn't even do that to a dog. Yeah. I couldn't even do it to a, a rabbit. Like, a, you know, like, 
I don't even those type of people deserve to be killed. Right. Well, I mean, we are all waiting with bated breath to find out what the um, you know, what the uh, medical examiner is going to determine is the cause of death uh, once they perform an autopsy on her. Um, <clears throat> her mother hasn't been charged uh, in the disappearance um, or be. her death. However, many people feel like this could have been avoided because um, he had a history of being abusive. Mm -hmm. And she she left her with him. And even her um, legal representative has basically um, said publicly he will no longer represent her because she hasn't been truthful about the case. I just... I feel like the death penalty is the easy way out. <clears throat> I feel like he should suffer. To die a quick death, but it's not a quick death. The death penalty is such fucking bullshit because you get you have like you you could be sitting on there for twenty years, appeal after appeal after appeal. Not to after mention appeal. we're paying for it, and you're paying for it. You can get all kinds of good health care and shit they like got, that. You even get they, a one last meal. They got yeah. TVs in the cell. I've seen it. I watch documentaries. I yeah. want them to die, but you know the thing I will say is that I rem and this is for mothers out there, and, and, and please, you know, I know I say a lot of crazy shit, and and sometimes it gets. A little while, but I will never forget. And I'm and I'm, I'm not saying this for sympathy, and I'm not saying this in a way of like I don't want any empathy or no. Oh my God, sorry that happened to you. But it's just for educational purposes. I remember when I was molested, and I told my mom, and she didn't believe me. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse than a mother not protecting their child. Yeah, you know when you are a parent, your obligation is to care and protect for your kid. Yeah. I would even go a step further and say as part of our community, mm -hmm. you, sh you should be there to protect all children. If you right. see a kid being abducted that ain't your kid, you're still supposed to jump in and say something. You're supposed to do something. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how a parent could let their man, and this is for all of y'all laying up with a nigga who got out of prison. He got good dick, but he ain't got shit else going for him, but he now he laying around your children. He's not your babysitter. He's he not, your, not babysitter. your fucking babysitter. But more importantly too, he ain't, I, I was uh, hearing stories about how uh, I think it's Sam Cooke and another artist got mm -hmm. into a beef back oh, in the day yeah. because mm -hmm. one artist was sleeping with his wife and they ended mm -hmm. up fucking his daughter. That's how the wife left. And then just a mess. My point is, if you have a person in your house who's either sexually attracted to your kid or dangerous to your kid, you should not be with him. People period. are so afraid of being alone. They're so Mind afraid. Mind you bring but, your children But you're not around. alone. You got a kid. Yeah. They don't care. It's a sick mindset. Those people are sick too. Like you said, he needs to go to jail. She needs to go to jail too. I agree. I she agree. needs to go to prison and he needs to be put to death. I want him shot. Stoned. In public. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Cut so his dick off first. That's how we feel about the whole situation. Yes, like with a butter knife. Okay. Put a butter knife. And pour some alcohol on it, like some salt and some chicken. <laughs> I was going to say lemon and, you know, some Himalayan salt. Anyways, okay, you know, let's just uh, stay, you know, in line with what we're talking about here. So we have all seen When They See Us, correct? Mm -hmm. Everybody at the table now? I have watched all four episodes. Okay. You're a strong man. So um, before I go into it, a lot of people have talked about the fact that it has not been as publicized as, say, oh, I don't know, just anything white um that is not getting like the media attention that it needs so we decided that we were going to put a strong focus on our conversation um and watch it first and it was it was really really hard so to, set it up for people who don't know okay so if you have not seen it you need to see it ava, watch it now yeah ava duvernay um directed wrote executively produced um a documentary um uh 
documentary. Docu series. Docu series. Sorry, called "When They See Us," and it's about the Central Park Five. So these are five on Netflix. On Netflix. So these are five um, babies. Basically, they were children that basically got just you know swallowed up by the justice system that accused them of a crime. It was a horrific crime. This twenty-eight-year-old uh, jogger went running in Central Park at night, and she was um, beaten with a rock. Um, I think a stick or a bat or something. A she stick, got hit, but a also pole, a rock. Um, yeah, his fists, a rock. Sodomized, um, raped. Sodomized, raped, left for dead. Like literally, lost seventy five percent of the b- blood in her body through her head wounds. Um, she literally, she lost her sense of smell. She survived. Her She's memory crazy. Yeah, she still to this day does not remember anything about the attack. The six weeks after it, she was in a coma for a really, really long time, and. It was just these kids' bad luck that they just happened to have been in Central Park. And, yeah, they were being teenagers. It's really interesting when, you know, boys will be boys. When that, you know, a kind of adage is applied to boys. There's only a certain type of boy that that is applied to. And it's not black boys, which is why the title is aptly named When They See Us. Because when they see us, they think. Animals having been let out of their cages and that sort of thing. So... We watch how this story basically, you know, depicts how these boys were put through the judicial system, convicted based on absolutely no evidence whatsoever. None of their DNA was that they couldn't even tell you where this happened, but they provided confessions. But these they were, didn't even know each other. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't even know each other. <laughs> they were fed random boys. They were fed all of this information through, you know, just through being terrorized by these cops. They weren't fed. They were um, they were held against their will there. They were refused lawyers and their parents in the room. Um, they refused food, bathroom, they breaks, were beaten, beaten like for out like hours and hours Torture. and hours. Tortured, then they separated basically. their trials just to be able to make the evidence they did have that was contrived or created and manipulated make a strong case against them. Right. And so the case gained national attention and the media immediately turned the boys into criminals, talked about them. You know, that's where the whole phrase wilding came out of. Like, it's like when you say, oh, I was wilding out, like wilding out. Yeah. That's where, you know, but the mm. process, so this is what was interesting um, is, uh, no, not the prosecutor, not, not her. Um, the fir- the detective, um, Linda Feinstein, <laughs> um, she ran the SVU. She really, really, felt like she had a point to prove she had an agenda no but what's really interesting is who she was played by right now she has the felicity huffman has the terrible ass luck of playing linda feinstein but but people i've seen online loved how well she played that part now and are actually like saying they, like they that she they shouldn't her- go to jail now she needs to get a pass yeah because she because she was able to show us the ugly side of mm-hmm. the law yeah. through her portraying this part so well. Yeah. I will say this was my takeaway from watching it. Number mm-hmm. one, people, and this is probably my fault, people don't know the type of activism that I was involved with before mm-hmm. TV and entertainment. Mm-hmm. I was the at 19 and 20 years old when I went to work at the high school I graduated from. Although I worked in the discipline office, I... I um, I uh, donated my time, or what do you call it, volunteered my time to mm-hmm. be the BSU Black Student Union leader for the school. Mm-hmm. And part of me leading the BSU was integrating non-black students into the Black Student Union because mm-hmm. I felt like in order for people to really, for us to move our story forward, we had other people that needed to understand our story. So mm-hmm. I integrated it, and I built a bunch of leadership um, expectations around how we really led by example and inclusion. Mm-hmm. 
went on later uh, to work as a as a union person um, and became a leader in the union. Um, it became the leader because there were no other black leaders in the union. Mm-hmm. I was the only black leader. I was the only black probation officer. I was always finding myself as being the only black. And from white people, I knew that they accepted me more because I was fair skinned. Mm-hmm. I hadn't. I didn't know the dark skinned black Negro experience. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, I, by looking at some of my cousins and my brothers and sisters who are mm-hmm. darker skinned than I, mm-hmm. that I could see like some struggle. But I had a darker skinned sister who became a, 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 a fucking doctor. Mm-hmm. But it was through all of like community activism, getting Barack Obama elected when mm-hmm. um, I was the field director in 2008, going to Roseville, knocking on doors and white people looking at me to, at, with the test. And I always saw my world through the lens of being a black man, mm-hmm. um, even though I had a white mom and I was mixed or whatever, or looked Puerto Rican or looked Spanish. I always look at myself like if you have a drop of black in you, you're a black man. I don't give a fuck what your, your melanin looks like. If you're black you're and, and you live with a, in the black community, you know what it feels like to be black and, and live as a black man. What I my personal takeaway from this, um, and why I wanted us to watch it, and why I was glad everybody had already done that, was that recently something happened to me. Mm-hmm. It happened to me. Mm-hmm. I was surprised it happened to to Jason Lee right now. Mm-hmm. I live I lived in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I was getting dropped off by Floyd's DJ, mm-hmm. DJ Bling. Shout out to Bling. We're in a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Cardi calls, FaceTimes as I'm pulling up to get out. Mm-hmm. And I said, just pull over right here in front of my building. Let me just answer this real quick. What's up, Cardi? Blah, blah, blah. We're talking and I'm introducing them or whatever. And as I'm getting ready to get out the car, literally just pulled out to let me out. I see a police car ride by and they're hanging out the window looking like the fuck is these niggas doing in a Rolls Royce? Mm-hmm. And I said to him, this is what I said to Bling. I said, Cardi, let me call you back. They going to turn around. Mm-hmm. So we sat there to see if they were going to turn around mm-hmm. and they made a U-turn. They came behind us. Mm-hmm. And then they turned on the lights Mm -hmm. and we looking at each other like the fuck is this? And I remember saying Bling was real cocky because he's like, this is my Rolls Royce. We're the money team. We got money. Mm -hmm. You in front of your house. We ain't parked in the red. We just get get out the car. They came up and they're shining the lights in our face. Mm -hmm. And it's so light and so bright and so disrespectful. So they're like, turn the car off. And he's like, for what? And he was like, turn the car off. So so Bling is now being a little cocky. Like, what the fuck are you battling for? I got, oh, I got insurance, the license. So the guy in front of me here is his light is right in my face. I said, can you please take the light out of my face? And he's not talking to me. He's non-responsive. And I'm saying, can you take the light out of my face? And he's non-responsive. So I start filming him. So long story short, they're still being aggressively disrespectful to us, right? Mm-hmm. So I call the police department. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you do when you think you need help. You call the fucking police. So mm-hmm. I call and I say, hey, can you send a supervisor over? I've done that before. They sent a supervisor over with like four more police officers. Mm-hmm. Now there's a bunch of cars. There's lights. And this is all happening in front of my building in I Hollywood. I love that shit. They fucking take bling out the car and handcuff them. And I'm yeah. like, what's happening? Now yeah. they're like, get out the car. I'm like, well, hold on. First of all, I'm going to open the door. So I need you to see my hands because he had his hand on his gun the whole time in the light of my face. So I open the door. I have my backpack on, my MCM backpack on my lap. I open the door. I get out. They handcuff me. Put me against the wall. I've never, I've not been handcuffed as an adult like in a years, like mm-hmm. since my DUI probably. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here like, and fans are walking by taking pictures, and people are asking me, "Am I okay?" My building security is outside now, and I and I and I'm standing against the wall, handcuffed, for no reason. For how long? 
Wait, I'm now I'm cussing everybody the fuck out. I'm cussing them all out. Motherfucker, when you let me out and there's a black woman there who knows who I am mm-hmm. and she's telling them like, listen, she's trying to tell them who I am. Mm-hmm. So they're leaving me handcuffed and they're going on and on and, you know, they're ta- talking down to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember how I was feeling. I remember when they let me out, I called down to the police department and I asked to speak to a supervisor. They went in and I knew I was on a recorded line. So I was going on about racism and this and this and that. And I was going to do this whole thing. Then the next day I woke up, I said, you know, I'm just going to let that shit go because it's just a lot of energy. I've been in the fight. I'm not, I'm just not going to do anything. So I'm when I saw this, that. so when I saw this, let me tell you my, my, what I've thought. Mm-hmm. If it happened to me, I know it's happening to everybody. Mm-hmm. And the way they were so arrogant and just confident that they could violate. They went in my, they searched my bag with no warrant. The the Latina lady police officer uh, went to put her hand in my pocket, to, my back pocket to take my wallet out. I said, that's a legal search and seizure. You take my fucking ID out my bag, out my back pocket. You put your hands in my pants with no warrant and no probable cause. I will fucking sue all of She took her hand out. I said, see, you know I know my rights. You, they didn't know I used to work at the probation department. They didn't know nothing. They didn't know. They didn't know they, they had. They don't care. They, but they didn't care. Guess what? They, they, a motherfucker tried you. A motherfucker tried <laughs> But you know what he said to me? What? The supervisor. I said, let me out these handcuffs because you have no probable cause to detain me. You have no reason to look through my bag. You just did a legal search and seizure. You just tried to go on my personal pockets with no yeah nobody's read me my Miranda rights so I'm not under arrest what am I being detained for what is the fucking crime I'm at my house he says well now we're holding you here in handcuffs until you calm down but he's talking to me like we'll let you go when you calm down Mm -hmm. when I tell you I cuss them all the way out but they've had now they have internal affairs investigated they have the city attorney's office investigated but this was the takeaway I let these bitches get away with it how many times are we in the right that we let them get away with it. To look at what these little kids went through, I am just, I can't even believe that we're in America and the nigga who was taking out ads that they should be killed is, the is president. our president. Yeah, yeah. Agendas are scary. Yeah, so uh, a young Donald Trump, um, he, he was a real estate mogul at the time. Um, he paid $85,000 to place ads in newspapers headlined in the capital letters, bring back the death penalty, bring back our police. Um, he played a very integral role in shaping public opinion and poisoning the minds of those outside the case. Um, and he, you know, they, Ava, you know, did her due diligence by like depicting him um, through the storyline because it's true. I, I mean, I remember this case and it was just awful. I want to say the names of the now grown men: Kevin Richardson, Yusuf Salam, Raymond Santana Jr., Antron McRae, and Corey Wise. Um, they range from ages 14 to 16. <clears throat> Corey Wise being 16 years old. Two, he was arrested two weeks after his 16th birthday. He was. Placed, the rest of them were placed in juvenile facilities. He was placed in adult prison, a 16-year-old boy. This was the one that was repeatedly beat up, right? And God knows the, what the else. Last, the last yeah, the, the That was the hardest that one was, to watch. That was the hardest one to watch. And, um, I, and I will say to all the kids who played these people... You Great guys job. did a phenomenal the job. One, the actor, the, the, we gotta call. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. But why? Why you find it? Okay, the yeah. boys who played the young boys, fourteen to sixteen, who played these roles, and shout out to ISIS who uh, mm. and EC Nash. I mean, the acting is so superb. The sc- the, sc- yeah. the screenwriting was so superb. I have to say, I did reach out to Ava today. I'm going to really press to get an interview with Ava because 
I think this is probably I'll go on to say Selma was great, but I'll say that this is probably her best work so far. I mean, yeah. I will say because the impact you can feel it. So the actor's name is Jarrell Jerome. He was actually in Moonlight, which I did not know. Um, but mm. I, I mean, when I say his performance was, it was haunting. It was it was like it's seamless. It was I felt terror for him mm -hmm. and that is when an actor is has accomplished their job mm -hmm. like when you feel the sense of terror that this little boy felt being placed in a jail with hardened criminals like it, it broke my heart it was it was i was sitting there crying and i was just like you want to look away from things like this you mm -hmm. want to turn turn but i think part of like me not following up was, is because was you th putting your head in the sand? Yes, mm -hmm. and it's just like okay, <laughs> I worked through it, I got through it, but to do that is to allow it to happen to somebody else, mm -hmm. and that's that. That's the thing. Like when you talk about the detective, her yeah. agenda. These agendas happen everywhere, and for me to have a, a son that's a young black boy, it's hard to teach kids about that agenda. Like you see the father when they were trying to tell him you're not supposed to do certain things. Mm -hmm. I've been in situations in Philadelphia where they had agenda to do random search and seizures on cars mm -hmm. in the neighborhood I was in, mm -hmm. right? There's also agenda to lock up so many amount of people. Mm -hmm. My car twice in three days randomly searched and seized, went through everything. I'm on the sidewalk, cuffed up. They could have easily put drugs in there. I could have easily went to jail. There now, was. There's a line in the movie that says, "Once you've been inside, they got you and they yeah. keep you." There's no employ. It was about employment because the you know when they'd been released, they all had to register as sex offenders. Like they were not given an opportunity once you're got once they've gotten out of prison, they weren't given an opportunity to actually put this chapter behind them. I mean, it's horrifying. Um, once they once you've been inside, they got you and they keep you. No employment and certified positions. Bus drivers, EMT you can't get real you and know, they talked about the judge yeah. they said everybody goes to him it's going straight up yeah they call it Galligan's Island Rikers Island is called Galligan's Island and that was the judge and it was supposed to be a lottery in which the judge mm -hmm. was just randomly picked no Never. they no they worked it out the prosecution worked it out that they got the judge of their choice to ensure a conviction so I have a friend with right, no DNA evidence no nothing I have a friend right now who's close to my family he's been in prison for two years mm -hmm. He's probably 23, 24 years old uh, from Stockton, and he's in Kansas City prison, mm -hmm. and he's there on his first charge mm -hmm. of having a pound of marijuana Jesus, for six years. In this mm. day and age. So he called me the other day, and he said, can you help me get out? Can mm -hmm. you please call the governor? You know what I said? I'm going to take this one project on to mm -hmm. see if I can help. So I called the governor's office. He's in Lansing Correctional Facility, the governor of Kansas, Laura, Laura Kelly. I called her office and I'm trying to get him out. And um, and this is why I love, I'm going to throw this out here, Kim Kardashian. You can say whatever you want. You can say she's not perfect. You can say this and that. But she now knows what it feels like to raise black children in America. Mm -hmm. And when you have a fear that your son, no matter what your tax bracket is, racism meets you at every everywhere. Everywhere you go, if you black, you can be rich, you can be poor, you're still gonna look at SZA. You're famous, you could, you're still gonna get it. Look. She, when she saw what her black children, the world that they lived in, and she decided to step up. Who cares if she did it for whatever reason? The fact that she's bringing awareness to how fucked up our judicial system is. Just the idea of this happening to these kids. I just read another story right now where two black men just got out of prison. 
for spending 43 years in prison for being wrongly convicted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your your whole life is gone. Yeah. Yeah. But it can happen like this. Yeah, to anybody. Like you said how you was handcuffed. I walked across the street leaving Warwick on a Wednesday, was handcuffed for two hours on a wall. Mm. But why though? For no reason, crossing the street. Cop came by, handcuffed me on the wall, backup came. They're all looking like, you know, you probably should let them go. But they're not really saying it. They're saying it with their eyes because mm-hmm. they don't really disagree in front but of why people. why didn't you say anything? I said a bunch of shit. They went in my pocket, everything. They didn't give a fuck. No, but did you follow up? Did you complain? Of course not. That's what I'm saying. Why do we not do that? Fear. I'm scared. No, I'm scared I, of I, I would, and, and besides, besides being fearful, I'm it's scared. just, it's the, it's just not being listened to feeling like feeling like the machine is just too big to it go is, up against it is. you know what i'm saying so like these kids um you know they were um exonerated in 2002 when the real perpetrator of the crime coincidentally crosses paths with Corey wise in jail and decides to lighten the load on his conscience and basically admits to the crime when the crazy part is when the crime was committed this particular perpetrator was out raping and killing women. This was his M.O. The the jogger was his M.O. So to have like, the kids did not fit. There's a line. There's a scene where they're trying to figure out the timeline of events. And one detective literally says, well, we can pull the rape up to 920. Pull it up. They're, yeah. Meaning they can alter the timeline to fit their interpretation of the crime and the perpetrators. They Once they found out there was black kids in the park, they did not consider anybody else to be a suspect. Meanwhile, the guy who actually did it literally is walking around covered in her blood with her Walkman on walking through the park. Nobody considered him. And uh, law enforcement was aware of him. They just they really didn't consider him a viable. They had some really good people in this show too. Yeah, Dasha my... Polanco. Yeah. Oh, she. Oh, she, she was so hateful. She was a bitch. Yes, she was. Which, which plays which played character? That. She played uh, John Leguizamo's. Uh, she played um, Raymond Santana's stepmother, uh, married to uh, Raymond his Santana was fine as I, shit. I knew you were gonna say that. What? He, he was. I'm about a to go back and look for them credits and find that nigga Instagram. He, Come up here to Hollywood Unlocked he, to find that. He definitely was. Um, uh, was a very good looking guy. I um, think a good question is, what is the way to find? Follow up, like Jason. You've been in a situation. I'm going to call the city uh, attorney tomorrow. The city attorney did call, saying she wanted to set up a, me- a meeting and a and a mediation between me and the officers. I said there is no mediation. Said, Fuck you. I said you're not mediating. There's, no. Violating my fucking rights. I said is my attorney allowed? She goes, well, we type typically t- try to send this up with the person in the police. I said, fuck no. Fuck no. The only way to do it is to sue them and do something public, Mm. which that may be an option because they absolutely violate my rights. And I explained to them, like, I know you all violate my rights. When I cited all the shit, the bottom line, though, is that everybody has to get educated. Because let me tell you something. When you get pulled over, if they have no probable cause and they don't have any reasonable suspicion that you committed a crime and they don't tell you why you're being pulled over, you don't have to respond to them. Roll up your window and call. Now, they're probably going to fuck you up. Yeah, they are. They're going to smash your window. I walked across I mean, the street. No, you, you walked across the street. They could say you were jaywalking. But yeah. look, at, look at Sandra Bland. What I mean, I think they said something like she had like a tail light out No, she out switched or lanes like, or too switch, swiftly. They, 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 they make they it up and, and now she's and she's dead. And claimed she committed suicide. Right. This is bullshit. It's frightening. This is complete Crazy. and total bullshit. And... You know, going back to say, you know, they were exonerated after the real perpetrator of the crime had like a, you know, an issue with his conscience and came forward. 
But they finally sued the city in 2014. They were awarded something between 41 and 43. 41 yeah, 41 million dollars um, between the five plaintiffs and stuff. But it's just that's nothing. No, it's not enough. It tore their families apart. It tore them apart. They were. It was irreparable damage. Michael K. Williams. I'm. He was. Oh he was my great too. God, he was. There were so many good actors and actresses in there. But Anissi Nash, you fucking did your thing. Yeah, she really did. But I have to say. Um, we do have to do more. We have to speak more. And I will say on Hollywood Unlocked, we are criticized often for posting a lot of stuff that people see may see as negative or whatever. But if you really pay attention, we do show a lot of injustices between police and people of color. Um, we do show a lot of how um, there are things outside of our culture that impact us. We don't show a lot of fight videos between black people because that's just not our brand. Mm -hmm. And I got criticized this morning about posting something that they felt was too wild but let me tell you something we live in a we live in a wild world mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna make you look at it because i do feel like it does bring some sense of humanity to people who actually give a fuck when you have to look at how inhumane people treat one another mm -hmm. i will say to the police man you know i won't lie if a police officer gets behind me or pulls me over i feel uncomfortable from the beginning from the mm -hmm. jump and you motherfuckers are the problem but i will say that you do feel it's bigger than you you mm -hmm. do feel like because I've been in an institution where I've seen them uh, abuse children. And I remember, this is how I lost my job as a probation officer. And I don't even know if I said this on the show. I got, I became, I went to work at probation because I wanted to fight for young black and brown kids because I was one of them. I was on probation. I was in juvenile hall. I was in group homes. But when I got in there, I realized institutions and pro police and probation is all a business. Mm -hmm. It's all a big business. You get government funding based on how many beds are full. That's what I was you trying to say. You get free labor. It's all a fucking business. When I saw what it was, I switched from being the probation officer to the advocate for the kids. Now here is a motherfucker in who you just get paid money to lock people up and put them in their cells and this and that. I then switched to became an advocate, started seeing how they were abusing kids. And what I did was I took an image off of uh, our system where they had basically uh, dressed kids up like in, in the orange jumpsuits who weren't murderers, mm -hmm. shackles, chains, and masks, and walked them around and paraded them around the institution uh, during Halloween for trick or treat. And basically, I, it was like a violation of the right. So I took pictures and I submitted them anonymously, and they found out that I did it, and they fired me for it. And they told mm -hmm. me, we'll pay for this later. They didn't give a fuck that I was advocating for the kids. I was speaking out of turn. I was not following the code. And people just need to realize if you are black, and and I and yeah, I don't say I'm black and you know fight the power at all all the every episode because I don't have to do that. I'm I share it on my platform. I do what I do behind the scenes, but I will say we do have to find the courage to do more. Yeah, mm. because when they see us, they don't see us. Mm. They don't see us as Who you human beings. And this is why when I went on the whole rant about the media, you don't get to treat black people different than everybody else. But they do. Every day. And but they, they do. So, like, I wanted to read um, some t statistics after I urge you to watch when they see us on. That's a collective urge. You have to watch yeah, it. Yes, so you, you absolutely have to um, have to watch it. Um, facts about wrongful convictions against blacks. A report from the National Registry of Exonerations shows that black people are more likely to be wrongfully convicted than white people and are also more likely to spend longer prison longer time in prison before being exonerated for their crimes. While black people uh, represent 13% of the U.S. population, they represent a whopping 47% of the 1,900 exonerations in the registry. 
Uh, researchers focus on three types of crimes where black people are more likely than whites to be exonerated, murder, sexual assault, and drug crimes. Uh, in addition, murder cases where a black defendant was wrongfully convicted were 22% more likely to involve police misconduct than those involving white defendants. Black people serving time for sexual assault um, are three and a half more times likely to be innocent than white defendants that have been convicted of sexual assault. And when it comes to drug crimes, innocent blacks were 12 times more likely to be convicted than innocent whites. While black and white people have similar rates of illegal drug use, black people are more likely to be arrested and convicted of such offenses than white people are researchers and found. Can, can I say this? Mm -hmm. and for people who say, let me say this. There's no part, we play no part. Black people play no part in a police officer misusing their authority or abusing their authority or wrongfully killing or convicting a black person. Oh, he reached for his license too fast. It doesn't matter. He reached for his license. You don't get to kill him. Nope. Oh, well, he didn't want to give me his single cigarette. How do we have all these he mass... Didn't give me, he didn't want to give me his single cigarette. You don't get to choke him out and kill him on yeah, the but street. How do we have all of these mass murderers who walk into churches and gun people down, who walk into and walk in, into schools and gun people down, because, walk into... And, but, they, but they're taken down and put into custody with no see, incident. Because when they see us, they see animals. Monsters. They see monsters. They see afraid. they see people who don't belong, mm -hmm. and they see they see that they feel like they can do what they want to do. And this isn't all white people. Let me be clear, because I've had conversations, like I said, with Ellen Pompeo, who I think eloquently captures the white perspective and white uh, responsibility in all of this. She knows how to. She's this, the conversation we had was about how it was important that they speak up more mm -hmm. about inclusion and about accountability because she's married to a black man. She mm -hmm. is, you know, black whatever. Children. Mm -hmm. So I would just say like, I was impacted by it. I'm going to continue to do more for my, you know, for myself because, you know, I always said, Oh, when I, once I get a national platform, I'm going to really go hard, you know, cause now I'm in, mm -hmm. but I'm in now mm -hmm. we have Hollywood but, unlocked. We have people listening and we have a responsibility. And I think there should be a psych check every few months something for these cops because when I was handcuffed there was cops on my side but they couldn't be on my side in front of the other officer. I 100% agree with that there is so it's so, not every cop there is so, there is a lot I don't understand how there isn't like you know a more intense or aggressive psychological assessment when it comes to um you know people wanting to enter into the police academy and become police officers you are I wanted to do it but I'm telling you when you get in it, first of all, there's a code that we all stay on the same page. Mm -hmm. We don't. We all stay on the same page. I had a supervisor. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna tell you a supervisor. His name is right now. The son of a bitch still works at San Joaquin, uh, Stanislaus County Probation Department. His name was Leonard Higginbotham. Don't that sound like a motherfucker that drives a big F Ford F150 and and pulls pigs in in uh, tied by their feet behind his truck? Oh fucking hick! Let me tell you about this motherfucker. I come to work and he pulled out a bow and arrow. And pointed and pulled it back at me and was playing. Same person who was a supervisor said, go get the nigger out of cell. Talking about a kid, a black kid. This was all in my report. Do you know they didn't care about none of that? No. Stanislaw County Probation Department. It is the most, it was, I don't know how it is now, but it was the most racist place I had ever been. And I had never seen, I had never seen people. But when you have that badge and you have, mm. and it ain't just the badge. It's power. It's this. Mm. This pen, I see people type up reports and lock you in cells and send it to the judge and fuck your whole life up. Mm -hmm. 
the, it, it, it's a scary situation. It's, it's scarier than I think we really understand. But this 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 movie, when they see us, it mm-hmm. de- it it depicts the reality that's happening everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. And this was 1989, and nary a thing has motherfucking changed. changed. So you've got to watch it just in order for you know just to be armed with information um, and also history. Um, it's really really important. Did you know that Oprah was uh, an EP on this? Yeah, well, you know, Oprah and Ava are like. I know. Two so was Robert De Niro, though. Really, Robert De Niro was an EP on this as well. Uh, my closing thought, since you mentioned mentioned Kim Kardashian, I'm. I mean, thank you, Kim. But we, you can't mention her without mentioning Brittany Barnett and Miangela Cody. These are the lawyers that have been involved in the exoneration process of seventeen. Um, you know, convicted felons who really were innocent people, or you know, given life sentences for nonviolent bullshit crimes. So I just don't think that those two women. And are... then you got the judge in Meek Mill's case. That black girl, she's a fucking mess because she's just as worse as them. Well, no, I, what I'm trying to do is highlight the work. Of no, no, two I, black no, I, I get it. But what yeah. I'm saying is, is that I don't think that they're getting nearly enough attention. I think the justice system in general. Mm-hmm. Needs to be revamped. I don't know how uh, you do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I posted. That, that I posted, was a mouthful. I know. I posted a picture. <laughs> I posted a picture the other day with, uh, you know, quote unquote, Lady Justice laying on the ground. You know, an illustration, and she had a hand over her mouth. You know, she's blindfolded. She has a hand over her mouth, and the cufflink was uh, GOP. Um, yeah, Lady Justice, and the concept of it is just. Uh, it's a far cry from reality well, here listen, in this country. Here's a reality. We got to get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, we do. So um, go watch the movie. Please comment in the com- p- leave a comment in the comments what you think about it. And yeah. uh, shout out to you, Ava, for doing great work. And come on the show so we could talk about it. But for now, we out. Peace. Yes. Bye, everybody. <laughs>